Horvath again. What a move by Horvath. Scores. Oh, Horvath did that. And the Canucks have the lead. But Tanner Pearson up shoots. Scores. Tanner Pearson. Power play goal. And it's 2 nothing. Here's Fetzer shooting in front. Scores. Elias Patterson. Bunting it in. And it's 3-1 Vancouver. Who's ahead? Here's a break. It's Bo Horvath. Feeble to stick. Scores. Game winner for the captain. And the series lead is 2-0. And welcome back into the Canucks and Pucks podcast. Now we're on episode 17 now. And uh, just after the Canucks have um, come up 2-0 in the series, uh, Bo Horvat uh, scoring the game winner in overtime. And today the Canucks are into game three, trying to go up 3-0. Uh, we know the Blues will bring a, another intense game coming into this game. So, But, uh, I mean, the Canucks pulled another one out of the fire. Uh, didn't play the best defensively, but, you know, got... Uh, key contributions from Elias Pedersen and of course Bo Horvat again he's has four goals in this series alone um, uh, and I'm uh, welcome back uh, Dan into the, in the podcast my co-host uh, how are you doing today Dan? I am awesome I enjoyed the day yesterday and uh, I know we tried to get uh, get something done yesterday it didn't work out but I think this is going to work a lot better for us because what I think we're going to be able to do now with two days here and what we know going into game three, it's going to give us a better uh, way to analyze not only game two, but kind of see how the Canucks can actually take advantage of this, even though there's a couple injuries and, and yeah. we'll, uh, we'll chat about that. Yeah. That's let's talk about that injury first. Uh, Tyler Mars getting uh, hit into the boards from behind. We'll talk about the officiating a bit uh, in a sec, but. Uh, yeah, Tyler Myers now out with a shoulder injury. I found out that out this morning. And uh, it's looking like Jordy Ben's going to come into the lineup. Not 100% sure on that. Uh, but uh, yeah, hey, Dan, Dan, what do you think about uh, what Travis Green's decision will be? Uh, who he will put in the lineup? Who's the best uh, guy to actually come in? Well, I'm a firm believer that you always play the best player available and who's going to help your team the most. And we know that the Canucks are not just a possession team, but they're push up the ice. I mean, that's how Bo Horvat scored the overtime winner there on Friday night. And I think that if if you could find a way to get Ole Olevi in, he is your best option. However, I think you're right. They're going to play Jordy Ben. And the reason that they have the luxury to do that now, number one, Fattenberg's played reasonably well. Even where Myers has struggled, and we talked about that, um, Fattenberg's played reasonable. Jordy Ben can come in and take some punishment. It's not too, too bad. The best thing about this, though, is the Canucks have three and have four games now where they're going to get three games of having the last change. Yeah. And that's a huge advantage for Travis Green. He has to take advantage of this. We talked about coaching and how he likes to – fall back into his safe wheelhouses and, and, and such. He has the ability right now to really out-coach Barubi. He has the ability now, because he's done really well so far um, in terms of getting lineups and line matches out there. I, I realize Ryan O'Reilly's done an amazing job on Pedersen, but Coach Green's done a really good job of getting Horvat and, and even the Brandon Sutter line out in favorable matchups, which have prevented the Blues from really getting into a major rhythm. So he's going to have the advantage of being able to put Jordy Ben in, even though he hasn't played, and put Fattenberg and Jordy Ben in favorable situations where it's not going to cost them so much. It's going to be way worse 
if the Blues had last change and could really take advantage of that pairing. Uh, but in this case, they're not going to have they're not going to have to do that, and it'll be able to take some of the pressure off the top four. Yeah, and the thing is about like Jordy Ben has a lot of experience in the playoffs. He knows um, from his time in Dallas uh, playing against the Blues, he knows that uh, that style of game. He can also be physical. He's not the worst skater as well. So I mean, if he can play like he did at the beginning of this season, uh, he kind of struggled uh, later on. But if he can play like he can, I think that pairing could be pretty good. Um, just being in kind of sheltered minutes a bit, and like you said, Travis Green can get that uh, matchup or get away from them being in you know situations that are bad for you know the top offensive players. But yeah, I I agree. Like you know, as much as we want Ole Levy to come in because he's a great, I mean, he's a great guy to pass the puck in, but he has, doesn't have a lot of experience in this. And uh, Jordy Ben was probably going to be the guy that Travis would go with anyway. Well, again, I, I'm a big proponent of you play the team the way it's designed to be played. And having Jordy Ben and Fattenberg on your defense, you're going to be relying probably more on Fattenberg than Jordy Ben to push the puck up the ice and get the puck up to your forwards. And that's going to be a problem for them. I, I, I really believe they're going to struggle, but you can limit the amount of minutes that they struggle, and you're really going to want to put on a, a solid uh, lineup. Like, to be perfectly honest right now, we talked about this last time. The other lineup change I'd really like to see, in all honesty, is I'd like to see Goddard in and move Sutter to the wing and have Sutter play the same way, you know, take, take draws, do all the other things that Sutter needs to do. But right now, Jake Vertanen is adding and contributing nothing. A couple of people have talked about, oh, Jake's played fine. Okay, so you tell me where Jake's played fine. <laughs> Go back in your memory and literally tell me what two, three, four plays that he's played fine. Because I haven't seen it. And now that you have last, uh, last change and you know that the Blues can't handle your speed, just get God out, God Ed out there just for that. Just to push the puck up and stretch the Blues defense and force them out of their game. As they started getting into their game there in game two, and it really showed in the Canucks, you know, I know they're up to nothing. It doesn't feel like that to me. I know we're going to talk about the officiating really quick here. I feel like the war of attrition is happening, and Vancouver really needs to push back this game in the sense that they can't keep getting run like this. You're going to run out of bodies pretty fast. Yeah, I mean, uh, the thing is about the Canucks, I could talk about the officiating now. I mean, the officiating has, I'd say, was the worst I've seen it in the playoffs in that game. And we had already two two instances of it, of uh, Brandon Sutter getting hit from behind, no penalty. Uh, Tyler Myers got injured from a hit from behind with no penalty. And then the Canucks are getting penalties galore on uh, little things. And, I mean, you know, the way the playoffs are being called, and especially in this game, was, I mean, yeah, I like to say, it was the worst I've seen. And, and the Blues are seems to be an open season on the Canucks, and that's not a good thing uh, going into Game Three. Yeah, you know the officiating started to digress in a lot of the series right now. I mean, you know, yesterday you saw the Avalanche have 50 shots on the Coyotes, and and very, you know, like all of a sudden the Coyotes aren't taking penalties. Like what? Um, yeah. You know, you saw Dan Ochara slew Fitzvestnikov, and his yeah. ankle bent in ways it shouldn't have bent. Um, you know, Jay Beagle getting a double minor. Yeah. for for defending his player and and it, you know yeah like you said no no even if even it was shoulder to shoulder it was be in the back still it was at the numbers and the and the name played on the jersey 
and 99.9% of the time in the regular season, that's called. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, I was I'm probably the most frustrated I've been with the officiating in the playoffs already. And, uh, I mean, it's good the Canucks were able to get out of that. And we looked at, I mean, special teams is the difference again. Canucks score a couple on the power play, and uh, they win the game. But, you know, there's so many penalties that they took. And the Blues, you know, you can't keep giving that power play chances either. Uh, because eventually they will burn you and you know they got to stay out of the box too if if possible and uh and they can't be always stepping their own especially the top line uh the lotto line you mentioned it earlier about uh ryan o'reilly doing a good job against Pedersen. that line hasn't had a five on five shot against that against the o'reilly line yet and you know now that the canucks have the last change the next two you know green can get that matchup away and maybe Pedersen and that that the lot of line can actually get something going. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I mean, one of the good things that we can say is right now the Canucks have scored nine goals in two games versus the Blues five goals. And in all honesty, like it shouldn't even have gotten to three three in overtime. It was a brutal call, like missed high stick, and that I just want to mention that too. But you're right. Now with last change, they're going to be able to get that. You know, they've watched the videos they're going to be able to get that line out against a line and a defense that they think they'll be able to exploit. And if the, and if the blues are going to line match to the point where they're going to get O'Reilly back on the ice against them in unfavorable situations, I think that that favors uh, coach green because that's one thing he has done well. And again, he's one of the best X's and O's coaches out there. I know, you know, we know the players have bought in and now they got to worry about Bo Horvath. They have no choice now. They, they, they even said that in their press conference, the players. Well, you know, we, you know, we keyed in on that top line, but, you know, now we're going to have to uh, key in on uh, Bo Horvath. And so now all of a sudden you, you can't play your game plan. you got to change it. And, you know, there's talk today that Jake Allen's going to go into the net. And so, yeah, I think having last change is going to allow the Canucks to really dictate play and play the game they want. And can the Blues, who – aren't the fastest team in the league can they keep up i mean the thing is is now like you said the blues have to shift focus too or split their focus and and that's what you need uh in the playoffs is they you can't be a one-line team you need contributions everywhere and Bo horvat's been showing that well you know they can't ignore him four goals in two games i mean and you know as a as a team if you're looking at it you're like well we shut down Pedersen, yeah but you're still losing so you got to look at Bo Horvat now, and guess who? Oh, now we oh, do we put O'Reilly against Horvat? And now Pedersen gets more room. We all know what he does with a, just a little bit more room. So, I mean, in the end, Horvat's been creating a bit more of a threat uh, than, than Pedersen has, and this, the Blues are going to have to not ignore it in the end and maybe even split them. Yeah, so now Travis Green is going to be putting Bo Horvat out against the Ryan O'Reilly line. And so that's yeah. the thing is, is does, does in that matchup, do they trade off right away and can Bo Horvat catch them, right? Hurting them. Uh, he's, he has to play bad still, right? But well, to, to open a scoring by Bo, um, uh, Pearson's goal was a beauty, um, but they, they need some goaltending because they're not, right now the Canucks is winning this series. And, and again, they haven't played great. They got lots of worse than the Canucks was. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, Bennington's not playing it at all like he did in the, in the Stanley Cup Finals or Stanley Cup in the playoffs last year and they're not getting that goaltending like they said in the game he's not he doesn't have the same swagger at all and that's what 
he was a big reason for that team winning the cup last year. And if he's not at the top of his game, Markstrom played like I talked about. Markstrom played a really good game last game. And like you said, when he's playing well, the puck just sticks to him. That's what was happening. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think that the one of the funnest things about what we're talking about right now too is the fact that the uh, the Blues again. We talked about this, but I'm going to emphasize it for people who haven't listened or heard us. Um, the Blues last year, their opponents were slower, bigger teams that they were able to take advantage of. And when they got to the final, the Bruins were so injured that by Game Seven, the Blues were able to take advantage of that. Right? Yeah. Um, they they're not they're in round one against a faster team that's fairly healthy, and now you're up against um, and now you're up against not only the wall. But your goalie, you, you can't – you don't have Jay Bomeister, which is certainly hurting them massively. Oh, yeah. Like, not having Jay Bomeister, yeah, it's, it's, it is it's um, is absolutely devastating, I think, and it's showing. But the second aspect of it is the – because the Canucks are able to dictate the pace and such, it's – you know, the Blues are not in favorable matchups. Like, if they go on – let's say the Blues do win this series, the next round, they're going to end up playing the – the Colorado Avalanche probably, or the Vegas Golden Knights. And they're not, oh, yeah. I did just, I, I can't see them beating either of those teams. Yeah. That's the thing. Like they're, they're both really fast teams, really skilled. And the blues are having problems with the Canucks and, and the same thing. The Canucks are fast and skilled and they're having issues. So, I mean, they can say all they want. Oh yeah. We shut down Pedersen's line, da, 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 da. But you know, they're taking penalties. Yes. They're, you know, you've seen some possession in the offensive zone, uh, but, you know, the Canucks are more skilled, and that's what's coming out on top. And and now they've got to try to shut down, you know, another forward that they don't seem to be able to have an answer for. And, you know, you give Pedersen, like I said before, you give Pedersen more room, you know what he can do. So, yeah, it's it's going to be a tough sled for uh, for the Blues to come back in this series if they do. Um, but the Canucks still, they can't rest on their laurels and say, oh, yeah, we're, we played two good games. All right, but they didn't really play two really good games. So they, they still got to, to uh, battle hard for sure. Well, and I think that should be encouraging, right? Actually, if you're a Canucks fan, that should be really encouraging. That yeah. They didn't play their be- two best games. And not only did they, for the most part, keep up with the Blues, right? But they were able to weather storms and make a march them again. You know, like you look at the goal that tied the game. I mean, it was a, it was a you know, it was a good, a good tip shot, right? I mean, you, yeah. you can't can't fault him on that like that happens right it's like Pedersen's goal batting it out of the air are we going to say oh Binnington should have had that no it was a great goal (laughs) right by a great goal scorer so I mean that's and 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 that's that's how you know playoffs work but um I shouldn't say but because I want to invalidate my my thought there um I just want to add to that that at the end of the day the Blues there are things they're not getting that they're going to need and to be honest I'm not sure Jake Allen coming in is going to really make that big a difference for the Blues because they can grind the heck out of you, but it is clear that they're having a real tough trouble scoring enough goals and they're having a real tough trouble keeping enough, enough pucks out of their net so far this series. And now they don't have lost change, which again, I just think that's huge right now. Yeah. If you can win, if you can win games on bad matchups, what are you going to be able to do when you start getting the right matchups? Yeah, I agree. And another thing I want to add to that the blues are missing is, uh, Vladimir Tarasenko, yes, he's in the game, but he's been off for so long with the injury re- rehab, and then he's back, and there's not many games he's had, and he, he's definitely not 100%, and that's losing one of the best goal scorers in the league, and he's basically not around. 
Well, they're also missing Alexander Steen, who, like I said, he's a he's a, a Canuck killer. Like yeah. he is a Canuck killer. He's out of their lineup. That's that's a good chunk of goals. And and I think be honest, Tarasenko's look bad because I think the Vancouver yeah. Canucks have done a good job of limiting him. Like if you you know again, I'm watching the games. They're doing a really good job on Tarasenko and not allowing him to be in positions to score. We know he's back from injury. And so all of a sudden, in this sense, you're back from injury. you got some challenges going on right now. And the Canucks are playing some good hockey. I think that that's huge. Um, my concern right now for the Canucks is they got to split. Whether they win tonight or win tomorrow, they at least got to just split this weekend. And yeah. the reason you got to split is they look tired and they looked a little out of sorts. If they can just split one of these games either tonight or tomorrow, and thank goodness that this is a kind of a, um, you know, got some time to rest in that. Um, they're going to have to play Quinn Hughes now in the third period, and he's going to have to play a lot more shut down and, and get the puck out of the zone because I'm not sure um, they're going to be able to win if you, if you put Fattenberg and Jordy Ben out in key defensive situations. Yeah, I want to talk about Quinn Hughes again. And uh, the thing is about him, and even in the game, like he didn't play a lot of the last five, six minutes when they were trying to, um, you know, hold the lead. But, you know, he gets into overtime. He makes a ridiculous bank pass to Horvat, And while he's falling down, and you look at, like, he just keeps amazing everyone on what he's doing. And, you know, Hughes is just going to keep getting better. And I wrote an article, just, or have, haven't finished it yet, but, you know, coming out later. But the thing is, is he's, he's, his maturity and Pedersen's maturity in these playoffs have really pushed the Canucks over the top. Yeah. So it's a great comment. And again, you know, the skill of the Canucks seems to be overcoming them. I, everyone's wondering what he said to, uh, uh, Perron there when he, uh, or not Perron, who was it that, uh, oh, Tyler Bozak, what, what yeah. did you say to Tyler Bozak? And I think you can make out him saying, Oh, that wasn't a bad pass. <laughs> or something like that you know like not a bad pass hey eh? like something along those lines right and just smiling away and Bozak just realizing like like what do we got to do because yeah. I, I do think I do think okay so now we're in round two we talked about that last time now we've, we've just witnessed round two and again the the big heavyweight is come out slugged a little more and rattled but the skill once again and round two belongs to the Canucks yeah so you're in you're in real trouble now because you are kind of giving them your best shots for the most part you are playing your game but like you said marsham sucking up every shot not too many rebounds and you know when they say we got to get to the front of the net let's again as much as we i've talked about how i don't think the connects defense has played great i'm still going to give them credit in that yeah. the blues if they haven't been able to get to the front of the net it's because as a collective and the defense has done a great job I'm still a little worried about Alex Edler. I got to be honest. This is like the second game now where he's looked really bad. I don't know if it's because of the blues. I don't know if he's off. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but we, they're, they need Alex. They need vintage Alex Edler now for the next two games with Tyler miles out, especially they're going to need vintage Alex Edler to step up and be the top defenseman that they were hoping he would be when they re-signed him in the off season. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. Like Edler, like you can say, you know, we got high stick there. He was a little disoriented when he, you know, made that bad pass. But I still believe he had a lot, a lot of time to make a good pass there and get it out of the zone without giving it away to a Sammy Blaze there. And I mean, Blaze made a great move, but that shouldn't have even happened. So I mean, yeah. Yeah, you got to be smart enough to know to bank it off the glass there. 
right? Put it up the boards. Like, why are you trying to to make that pass and and you know, uh, I, you know, off the boards? Just always get it off the boards, off the glass, right? Yeah. Like, at least at least then you know you're you, it's a it's a lower percentage play for them for a turnover, you know, and uh, that's so let let's hope that Alex you know has those things in place and maybe he's feeling a little feeling a little. Uh, you know, feeling a little better. And, you know, if Vancouver can pull this one out tonight, uh, I le- I legitimately feel like they'll close it out on the back-to-back because I think the Blues, if they if the Blues don't win tonight and the Canucks find a way to win this one tonight, um, I think the Blues will pack it up. I really, really do. Yeah, and the thing is they won the Cup last year. It's a different year. Um, motivation may not be there if they go down 3 nothing to, to try to come back. The Canucks have a lot more drive to them than the blues do i've seen it in this series and it's yeah i agree with you there and the canucks they do have to split this back to back though or you know they'll be in trouble but i mean yeah Canucks are in good shape yep they're in really good shape again when you if you have to win two of your next five games and in three of those games you get last change yeah there's probably a good chance you're going to win two out of two out of those three at least you should <laughs> yeah you should yep yeah but then you know I, I heard Bertuzzi the other day on the radio and he said something great he's like when they when they came back from Detroit they thought they were the cats meow when they were up to nothing back in 2002 and you know that's it we're gonna do this and then they got you know Detroit decided to turn it on I can sort of see that happening however the Blues are not that it sounds they're bad not the Detroit Red Wings. <laughs> but, but they're not the Detroit Red Wings, and they're not as skilled they don't have the Isermans and the Shan they don't have the Isermans and the Shanahan's and the Brett Hulls and the Dominic yeah. and that like they don't have that right the, the Blues are uh, a higher skilled Minnesota Wild so they, yeah. they can put the puck in the net but it's not like they're this offensive juggernaut they're not and no. so that gives you that gives the Canucks a huge advantage because they seem to be able when they need to get a goal they seem to be able these the entire playoffs minus the first game versus the Wild they seem to be able to get a goal when they need it in some way and they're and they're good goals they're not like yeah. garbage goals the only garbage goal you can think of would probably be the Brandon Sutter one yeah in against the Wild that's true and the thing is I'm throwing this uh, the that Detroit series uh, Kluche letting that goal from center ice which kind of I think that's what turned the series, not the fact that they got too confident. No, game three when <laughs> Eisman took over. You, you know what? You can you can get you can get by a bad goal. Like you can get through a bad goal. We've seen goalies do it before. Sure. It was that it was that game four. It was the game four that Vancouver really put up a stinker. They lost like three nothing, I think. That was the end of the series. But literally right. that was the end of the series. And and because they knew going back, that was it. They weren't going to win in Detroit, and it was really tough to win that game. But that's you know now we're that's going right. back and back in the yeah. wheelhouse. So let's <laughs> let's stick with the here and now. Yeah, just wanted to make. But I mean, you know, you look at we talked about Bo Horvat uh, at the beginning there, and you know he just keeps getting better every game, and he's he is carrying the Canucks on his back, and being the captain that we all knew he was, and you know going back and in his history, he's always performed in the playoffs. And it's just not a surprise for me. No, that's a great comment. And again, I think this is because um, they've been able to take advantage of the blues. Like they have, they've been able to take advantage of that matchup. They're so concerned about the lotto line right now. Yeah. 
that they forgot that, oh, hey, by the way, there's probably a, you know, a, a 60 to 80 point center on the other side with a 20 plus goal scorer as one of his wings. And, yeah. you know, Louis worked well because he works hard. Like the reason that line works, and this is a part of it too, maybe Louis never scores right now and little things may never score again. Yeah. <laughs> but right now, little things is doing the little things right. Like legitimately, he is like fighting hard and making plays and getting the puck out. And those, like, I actually wish Jake Vertanen had the same work ethic as Louis Erickson. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, regardless of the $6 million price tag and all that, fair enough. At the end of the day, that's absolute garbage that, um, that, that Jake Vertanen can't put that, that type of effort in. Because Jake could be one of those guys that helps, you know, win the series for Vancouver. And Louis Erickson has been so good on that second line just for that because yeah. he made some mistakes last game, but he never gives up. He, he, he tries so hard all the time, and I do think the young guys see that and pick up on those things. And even Jay Beagle, we can rag on these, these yeah. guys that got overpaid all we want. Right now they're working their tails off. And everybody else is picking up on that. And you're seeing it throughout the Canucks lineup. And that's, that's the other thing that I think the Blues either didn't expect, aren't prepared for, or this might be the case. They just aren't good enough to handle that, right? They might be good enough to handle slower teams, but they're not, they, can't, they can't seem to be matching either the Canucks work ethic or the Canucks work ethic is just a little more than theirs right now. And I don't think anyone could debate, debate that. No, that's true. You look at throughout the playoffs here, Brandon Sutter, Jay Beagle, Louis Erickson. These are all guys that, you know, us fans, we've been like ragging on them all the time. So they get them off the team. They're not, you know, they're too overpriced. They can't, they shouldn't be here. Um, but there are three of them, a big reasons of why the Canucks are here right now. And it's just so crazy on how a collective team effort this, the Canucks are, are um, putting forth uh, in the playoffs. And yeah, I mean, you can't say enough about these three guys and, and that's why they were brought in. That's why Jim Benning brought them in the first place to be playoff performers. That's what they're doing. No. Yeah. No, I, I got you on that. And um, I think the coaching staff deserves a lot of credit too, for sure. Oh, that's true. I mean, it, we, there's an article this morning on uh, Manny Malhotra and uh, he's been a key guy in, in the dressing room too. And on the bench. And that's another guy that's, that was through the, through the battle in 2011 there too. And, and he's looks like he was a, he's a big uh, part of this run as well. Yeah, agree. And, and again, when you've got everybody firing on as many cylinders as they can, and, and again, you know, they haven't played their best game, but they've taken the punches. And when you have those guys all contributing, um, you know, it, it just, it just seems like it's a, a complete effort. Even if they're having rough games, it's still a complete effort. And again, I just don't think the Blues are either prepared or understand how to combat it and, and plan for it. Maybe that's a maybe that's a better way to to, to look yeah. at it right now. You, you like the Blues just don't seem to have an answer. And like I said, whenever Vancouver needs a goal, they seem to be able to get it. And again, in overtime, there, you know, Bozak goes for the big hit because we're big and we're heavy. And what does <laughs> Quinn Hughes do? Not only does he duck under the hit, but banks it, banks it off straight onto the stick where Bo Horvat now is gone. And yeah. no, one's, no one's catching him in that race and, you know, finds the right, the, right, uh, the right spot. And before we start wrapping, I want to mention this about Elias Pettersson. And it bears mentioning is 
he made a huge block in overtime when, you know, everyone thought, oh, Markstrom made two saves there. No, Pedersen made a ridiculous, you know, clutch save in overtime before that. And we wouldn't have a 2 nothing series lead if not for that. Are, are we really surprised, though? We've seen no, that from true. him his entire career. And that's and that's and that's why I'm saying like oh they they have they've held them to zero shots five on five but guess what what honestly what has that Blues top line really done against Pedersen Besser and and Miller I, either really yeah. like maybe they've gotten some shots but can you sit there and go oh yeah remember that awesome chance and Markstrom had to come up huge yeah. the only save Markstrom had to come up big on was the double in overtime that big double kick like yeah. other than that I just I don't know like I. It, it's like that's the beauty right now the Canucks have relied on Markstrom so badly the entire season and they haven't really had to rely on him to steal them a game and maybe tonight's the game they do that or yeah. maybe it's game four and it's gonna happen but right now that top line boy I, I really you know we should get to the keys um but uh, uh you know for the next game um because I know we're running out of time on 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 our uh, on our call here but uh, I really believe that that line is going to have a huge game tonight. I really, really do. And I think, I think they're going to break out and it's going to break the hearts of the blues. Like it's going to yeah. break their will. I really, really believe that. Yeah. I, I agree the same. I mean, they're, and now that again, now that they have last change, they're going to get more room. And I think, yeah, they're going to, it's not like they've played horribly. It's not like they have no confidence because Pedersen has scored in the power plays. It's not like they just say, Oh, we can't score at all. Uh, they do have the confidence in their abilities. So, yeah, I believe that too. Um, yeah, so let's get to the keys uh, for the next game, which is tonight. Um, yeah, so we'll go our, our normal three keys. So, again, my first key is going to be the top line. They're going to get a favorable matchup. They're going to get out against a better defensive pairing and a better line that they will will have to work hard on. Um, I believe that, that that line is going to have to dominate and doesn't mean they have to score a lot of goals, but really assert themselves and force, again, force the Blues to, to make changes to their, um, you know, to their game plan and, and how they play. And I think because they're going to get that favorable matchup, and we've seen it when they've been in Vancouver, um, Vancouver has been able to have some success against the Blues that way. Uh, the second one, like I mentioned, I believe that the top four on the defense are going to have to play a much uh, – they're going, they're going to be relied upon. Like those guys are going to be at the 18 to 20 minute, 20, yeah, 22, yeah. 23 minute mark, all four of them. Um, you know, I, I suspect that Ben and Fattenberg will see maybe six to eight minutes each. That's it. So, you know, they're going to have to be, um, they're going to have to be at the top of their game. And, you know, the third key is in my opinion right now, it, it is going to be Jacob Marsham. I think the blues are going to give their best push tonight without the best line change. And uh, I will, or without the last change. And I think Jacob Marsham is going to have to stand on his head. And if he doesn't have to, if the Blues can't do that and they don't force Jacob Marsham into being, you know, uh, a, a god in net for the Canucks, it's, uh, I almost don't know if the Blues will win the series after that. Um, I echo a couple. I mean, the first key is, is uh, the defense. Their defense has to be better than the first two games. Um, Edler has to be better. And because uh, Jordy Ben, who's pretty cold coming in, uh, he's been off for a while and he didn't play a lot uh, in the regular season either towards the end. So uh, they're both going to have to be a good pairing when they are on the ice. Uh, like I say, probably, like you said, eight to 10 minutes, but that's still eight to 10 minutes on the ice that uh, could be goals against. So they got to be better. Uh, got to be good too. Um, yeah, second key, Jacob Marstrom. Um, hopefully doesn't have to be 
and the MVP uh, type goaltender that uh, he was in the regular season. Hopefully they don't force him into a ton of a ton of great saves, but he's got to be good when they do get the chances. And third key is uh, Horvat has to just keep the train rolling and uh, keep keep uh, being a threat to the Blues because if he does, uh, you know, the Blues are going to have to start keying on him more and that'll allow Pedersen to get more room in the lotto line too. Yeah, that's a great comment, Matt. And I wonder, honestly, if the if the Blues are looking at, okay, so Ryan, uh, you know, we were trying to stop the lotto line. They're not really playing well, so now you go stop the Horvat line. And that's why I'm saying I think that because Horvat and his line has been able to take advantage of the Blues, if that's the pairing in the matchup that they're going to get moving forward, I think the lotto line is going to, to just absolutely uh, 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 wreck the Blues. Yeah, I, I agree too. And they're, like I said, they're not, it's not like they have no confidence in their offensive abilities because they have produced points. So it's not like that they're in a black hole and, you know, clutching their sticks tight. It's, that's not the case. So if they get more room five on five, no doubt that they, you know, will be able to start producing. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Love All it. right. Go, so, go Canucks, go. Go Canucks, go. And that game goes at 730 tonight. And uh, we'll be cheering them on uh, as always. A hundred percent. I'm looking forward to tomorrow and talking about tomorrow's game and getting ready for game four. That wraps up episode 17 of the podcast. And, uh, and thank Dan again for being a co-host there. And uh, Aiden is going to be coming on uh, now and then. Uh, he's going to be having a part time on the, on the, on the show. So, It'll be just Dan and I for the foreseeable future. And hopefully you guys are, are enjoying our, um, our thoughts and stuff. And as the Canucks keep rolling on uh, to game three tonight. And, uh, and uh, again, we're part of the Hockey Writers Podcast Network. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Canucks Pucks and also on Facebook. Uh, give us a shout if you ever want to come on the podcast because we're always happy to get some new voices on here and it's always great to be talking Canucks uh, hockey with the fans. And of course, uh, we'll have some great guests coming up, uh, lining up Chris Faber from Canucks Convo and uh, Canuck Army there. Um, hopefully, and again, hopefully in the future, getting Sat Shaw from uh, Sportsnet 650 as well. Um, and yeah, and getting a few other guests coming on too. So uh, thanks for everyone for listening and for the great feedback and the follows on Twitter. Uh, look out for some more great content coming up uh, from us and from me and Dan. Thank you for listening and go Canucks go.